Good morning. Here we are, another beautiful Sunday morning. Early September, headed to fall. The weather is absolutely beautiful out here. The sun is shining. Mm -hmm. The trees are still green. Flowers on the trees. We're so blessed. Amen. We're so glad to have you all join us this morning. Good morning, Word Life family. Good morning, Facebook family. Glad you all are here with us this morning. I hope you're as excited about God's word as I am this morning. About the love of God and the promises of God. I hope during this time that um, we're not looking at the negative aspects of what's going on around us. But we're only seeing who we are and what we have in Christ Jesus. That um, we have a God who loves us. We have a God who told us uh, that we'd never be forsaken. The scripture tells us in Psalms 37, 25, uh, I have never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging bread. And Romans 5, 1 says that we have been justified through faith and we have peace with God. Aren't you glad to know that we have peace with God and that God prospers us in every area of our lives, that he loves us so much, that he brought us into his family, that he's not angry with us, that he loves us, that he's mm -hmm. not punishing us, mm -hmm. but he's blessing us, that he took us out of a dark and dreary world and brought us into his kingdom, that he brought us into his family and made us his children and, and just loves us unconditionally, that he gave us the very best that he had. He sent Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Your Lord and your Savior, my Lord, my Savior, to show us who God really was. You see, if you understand, if you saw the life of Jesus, you would know who God is. Because Jesus was an exact replica. Well, he was exactly who God was. He was one with God. He showed us through love and compassion, through the power of God, how much he loved us and how much compassion he had on, 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 on the people. And how God, uh, he loved all of us. He didn't, pick, yes. he, he didn't just love a particular race or a particular co color or, or a particular height or a particular weight. Mm -hmm. he, he, he loved all of us. Yes, yes, yes. And the proof in the pudding is, is he, and the proof in the pudding is, he says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe upon him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Should have, should have everlasting life. Yes. Glory everlasting to God. life. Glory to God. Eternal life. Life with him. Life as Jesus knows life. Amen. He said he came to give us life. He said the thief cometh but for to steal, to kill and destroy, but he came to give us life and life more abundantly. Mm. Hopefully in during these trying times that that you're not so uh, upset or depressed and and complaining about how you can't congregate with with you know with the, with your church that you are taking this time uh to uh, listen to your ministers, uh, whatever uh, whatever they're using to reach you, whether it's Facebook Live or whether it's Zoom or whatever technology there is, 
or whether you have a church in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. All right, I that you're church. paying attention to the yes. anointed word preached, yes, yes, yes. so that it yes. continues yes. to help you to grow, to continue to help you to transform into the image of your Lord and your Savior, which is God's oh. will for you and I. Amen. Oh, amen. We have amen. peace with God. God's not angry. We have a God that came to bring us peace, mm. not to harm us, not to hurt us, but to love us. Glory to God. Those things that come against you to hurt you and harm you, they're not from God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Mm. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 10 says, For the mountain, mountains shall depart and the hills shall be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you. Neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, <laughs> says the Lord, Thank you, Jesus. that has mercy on us. Aren't you glad we have a merciful God? Yes, amen, yes. And we have Most a covenant definitely. of peace with him, glory Most to God. definitely. And then 3 John chapter 2, it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and, that, and, and be in health, even as your soul prospers. In other words, God wants you to prosper in every area of your life. Yes, he does. He wants you to prosper in all the things that he's placed in your heart and all the dreams and visions that he's given you. Yes. He wants you to prosper right yes. in the midst of a pandemic. That's true. Right in the midst in a right in the midst of a recession That's or true. depression. That's it doesn't true. matter. He wants his children to prosper. Yes. Yes, he does. And you see, and when you go back to this verse, when John says, by the Holy Spirit, he says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper, that you may prosper and being help, being help even as your soul prospers. Mm, glory to God. How does your soul prosper? By understanding, first of all, that you're in the kingdom of God, that he's not mad at you, Amen. that you have peace with God, Amen. that you are at peace. God is at peace with you and you are at peace, at peace with God, glory to God, that you have been forgiven, that even when you error today, that his forgiveness is forever, that his blood is paid for your sin for throughout all eternity, from now and forever. That you've been bought with a price, that you're precious to him, you've been reconciled, meaning that God has given something, he has given something that he felt was as of equal value. Uh, he has given something of equal value for something that was equally valuable to him, mm. meaning he gave his son, and you and I were equally as valuable to him. Glory mm. to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We should be so so excited about these things. Thank we you, should Jesus. we should have a reason when we get up in the morning to rejoice and to thank him and to see the salvation of the Lord daily see the salvation of the Lord working in our lives. Amen. Amen. You see reading a book about anything you know it's not a problem unless you think your answers lie in the pages of that book. This causes you to start with information every day. If on the other hand, you first, you go into your hot zone, in your hot zone, all right, and you, there's a vision that's created, 
a vision given by God. In your heart, though, there's a vision that's created, and you have a picture of the that vision being fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Now, if you go into a book and you find some answers about that, that's going to help you to fulfill something that's been established in your heart based on something that God said or something that God has given you, then that's okay. All right? So you have a vision for what you want to do. Then your heart would begin to lead your mind. We want to, our hearts to lead our minds. Because why? We said, just think about it. Think about some of the things that we said earlier. That God wants us to prosper and to be in health even as our soul prospering. How is our soul going to prosper? By connecting to God by connecting to the things that God gave us in our heart. Amen. Does that make sense? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You want your heart to take the lead based on what God is meet, does in your heart because remember, in the new covenant, God meets with us in our hearts. The God who's at peace with us, the God who loves us, the God who's merciful to us, the God who wants us to prosper. Mm. And to be in health, he meets with us in our heart. Yes. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 29 mm. and verse 18. And Proverbs 29, 18, no, yeah, 29, 18 says this. Where there's no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law is happy, or he that keepeth God's word is happy. Mm. He that understands God's word and is in their heart. He that receives the vision from God. You know, let me say this. Talk about, I'm just going to talk about vision for a minute. If, if, minute. if God gives you a vision, he places a vision in your heart. Mm -hmm. That vision is a sure thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, and as far as he's concerned, it's already done. Amen. And that's the way he wants you to see it. Amen. Amen. That's the way he wants you to understand it, that it's already completed. Mm -hmm. Now it's about taking steps and trusting in the grace of God. Glory, glory, glory. Not at all the things that can come your way to stop the vision. Mm. And let me tell you this thing about fresh vision. God doesn't have to give you fresh vision. He can open your eyes and remind when you start to wonder and you start to waver, he can always remind you of the vision that's been set before you, but he doesn't have to give you fresh vision. Mm. You see, God is not unstable or double-minded to where he has to uh, you know, change the vision. The vision, remember this, never changes. Amen. Whether you reach the goal is another story. But here's the good news. You don't have to do it on your own. Amen. That's where the grace of God comes in. God has never asked you, any of us to do anything that he hasn't given us the power to do or the ability to do, the grace to do. Mm. You see, the word vision can mean a spiritual vision. It can mean a vision with the eyes, and it can mean a mental vision. But for a believer, it means a divine revelation. Glory. A divine revelation. Whenever we launch out into anything or any endeavor, we need a revelation. 
A revelation from who? A revelation from God. A revelation that reaches us through the Son by the Holy Spirit and is placed into our hearts. Remember, a revelation, now this, this is very important. A revelation is not when God decides to, decides to show me something he's been withholding from me. That's not what a revelation is. A revelation is what I see when I surrender my opinion. Amen. Amen. Whenever I submit or surrender my opinion, God can give me revelation because now I can begin to see. You know, Amen. I remember the verse that's in the Old Testament that says, my ways are not your ways and, and your ways are my not thoughts. my ways. Or, or thoughts. Say, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. Well, we're in a new dispensation to where we have the Spirit of God living on the inside of us to where we allow, to we, where we begin to die to our natural opinion and we come alive to his view and his opinion to where his ways be <clears throat> become our ways and his thoughts become our thoughts. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. So I want to surrender my opinion so that I can receive revelation. A revelation emerges in a heart that doesn't have a predetermined or a strongly held opinion. Mm, that's good. Amen? Amen. And that's critical because a lot of folks, a lot of us, a lot of times people say, well, I got this revelation and I got this revelation, I got a revelation. And a lot of people get a lot of revelations, but they don't realize that the revel they're getting a revelation from their own opinion and their <laughs> own strongly held views and opinions. But when you get a revelation from God, you know, you'll know. Because you've set your opinion and your views aside. Mm -hmm. A revelation provides me with a clear mental picture of the end goal. That's good. You know, Scripture says that God calls the, calls the end mm -hmm. from the beginning. Yes. Alright? So we should begin to call the end from the beginning because we got revelation. We got revelation from God, and if we follow His revelation, if we follow it, then we'll begin to experience or we'll see mm. the end of that revelation. Mm. I hope this is helping somebody. When I begin any endeavor with the, with the outcome in mind, I'm able to recognize the signpost along the way. I can recognize the signpost, all right? I can see, for instance, if I hit a dead end, it looks like I'm hitting a dead end. There'll always be signposts to say, no, we keep going. We're going here. We're going here. There always, always will be maneuvers. There will always be a way made because I'm trusting God. I'm not looking at the natural circumstance. I begin to trust him. I begin to see this thing according to what he has said. Mm -hmm. And so then I begin to see the signposts along the way mm -hmm. as I continue. I hope that during this time that God has put some things in your heart, if you're focused on uh, on the kingdom and focused on God and, and you see him, you see Jesus as your Lord and Savior, yes. and you see yourself as ruling and reigning, like in Romans 5, 17, for it says, for by, if by one man's uh, offense death reigned, much more 
they which receive the abundance of grace, an abundance of ability, abundance mm. of God's strength, an abundance of his capacity. Mm, yes, yes. Much yes. more they which receive an abundance of grace and the gift, the free gift of righteousness, something that we couldn't earn, something that God mm, did. Glory. You see, we don't want just what we can earn. We want something that God has given us with his strength, according to his riches, according to his glory, his view, his opinion, his reality, so that we can come in and we can we become unstoppable. And just, Glory to God. Just, just think about what that verse of Scripture says. For if by God. one man's offense death reign, much more they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life. That's right now. That's what we like to say. Right now. Shall reign in life by one Christ Jesus. We reign in Christ Jesus. We reign in him. We reign with the grace of God. We rule and reign because we have an abundance of grace and a gift of righteousness and we're found in Christ Jesus. So we reign. What are we reigning over? No, we don't reign over people. Mm. We're not Amen. trying to rule and reign over people. We reign over circumstances. Mm, glory. Yes. We reign over hindrances, things that would try to stop us. Yes. Things that would say no when God had already said yes. yes. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> glory to God. God. We reign. Say it. Say it this morning. We reign. I reign I because reign. I have an abundance of grace. I reign. And I have the gift of righteousness. Therefore, God has prepared me to reign in life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. So when reign. I begin, Thank you. Uh, but more importantly, when I get a revelation in my heart, it will always mm. listen to this. I want you to get this. This is important. Mm -hmm. Whenever you get a revelation in your heart, it will always support your sense of identity. That's good. That's good. Because God, it, let me say it again. How can I explain this? When I get a revelation in my heart, it's always going to support my identity of who God says I am. Yes, identity. identity who do I say I am? Do I say that I am who God says I am. Exactly. So when I get a revelation, it's not a it's it's huge and it's awesome and it's powerful, but it's not unachievable because of my identity, because of who I am in Christ. I am because of whose I am, because I am mm -hmm. I have been made one with Christ, because he says that I'm an I'm an heir. Mm -hmm. He says I'm a child, I'm an, I'm a child of God, I'm an heir of God. I'm a, I'm a heir, a, a, a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Yes, 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 yes. So I had the whole kingdom backing me when I trusted. <laughs> I hold, I have the whole kingdom behind me when I move towards that vision, towards that revelation that He put in my heart. Mm, glory, glory to God. It just doesn't get, it don't it's get no better, better than, than that. that. Glory <laughs> to God. Thank you, Lord. You see, it's always important, it's always important to begin any new endeavor from your heart. Notice what I said, from your heart. 
That's good. When an idea or an inspiration comes, spend time previewing your life in that situation. See your life in that situation. That's good. See the end. See the goal completed. See mm -hmm. yourself experiencing mm -hmm. life with that goal completed That's by reaching good. that goal. Yes. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Glory to God. So many times by seeing what it would really be like to follow through on a certain uh, decision, I've discovered that I didn't want, uh, I've discovered that I didn't want what I wanted. Mm. Why? Because I'm being led. I'm dying to my own reasoning. I'm being led. I'm receiving revelation. There is signposts from God to go do this, to go here, to do this, do it this way, do it that way. Amen? Yeah. You got to remember this. Before man fell, before Adam and Eve fell, before man fell, Adam fell, he was a living soul. In other words, his soul was led by the life of his spiritual walk with God. Okay? But after he fell, he became flesh-ruled. He became flesh-ruled. And now he's being led by his senses, his five senses. He's being led by the natural. Mm. Mm. He was dominated. He became dominated by his five senses because that's why he became subject to evil, subject to, to, to the enemy, is because he's now flesh-ruled. Always allow God to lead you from your heart. Oh, Otherwise, your emotions... That's are going to take, they're going to take you in a direction that you don't want to go. They're going to take you in a direction that's not going to support who you are Amen. and or where you want to go. Here's a fact. It, this is a very definite fact. We need what can be stubborn, uh, what can be discovered, I'm sorry, with our intellect. But we should never be led by our intellect. The mind was created to provide us with the capacity of, of observation. But what we observe has to be evaluated in our hearts as we commune, as we commune with God and everything. In other words, we need to be in constant communion with God. We need to know and listen and hear from Him. We need direction because counterfeits are always going to come your way to try to... <laughs> to try to thwart the vision. That is so true. Counterfeits are always going to come your way. And with your with your intellect, you you create these definitions of pain uh, and pleasure that don't line up with with all uh, what God's definition is. That is so true. So now we have these twisted concepts that keep us from what's going to help us, mm -hmm. from what will help us, and lead us into, these things will always lead us into what's going to go against us, mm -hmm. or what's going to hurt us. But all the while, our intellect and our emotions are driving us, and then we begin to think it's God. I hear that. <laughs> you hear it. I hear it all the time. God told me this. God told me that. God told me this. God, you know, most people who say that, uh, most people that God is speaking to, they don't even talk. They just do. 
Mm, that's good. I like that. They just begin to move and act on what God said. I like that. Matter of fact, they get in a hurry to do it. Once they, once they know it has been revealed to their heart. But those that have said, well, God told me to do this, or God told me to do that, most cases, now I'm not listening. I know God's told a lot of people to do things, and you've shared it, and I think that's fine. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. But when that's constantly coming out of your mouth, he probably didn't tell you that. Mm. What you're doing is trying to make yourself comfortable in a situation, or you're trying to justify your actions. Tell it, Pastor. I'm telling it because mm -hmm. it's it's important Tell for it. us to understand that to see these mm -hmm. these plans, schemes, and strategies that our enemy has mm -hmm. set against us. Let me, let's talk about a verse of scripture for a minute. Tell if it. I'm going to go over to right now, we're going to run over to and look at First uh, Peter and chapter five. Okay, and I. We're going to look at something here. Give me just a second. First Peter chapter 5, and I'm going to start at verse, uh, I believe it's verse 5. We'll get there in a second. All right, All right let's start at verse five. 5. Likewise, you younger, be, uh, I mean, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed Watch this now. Be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud and give grace to the humble. Mm -hmm. In other words, if you're proud or prideful, if you're living according to your view and opinion, and it doesn't match up with God's view and opinion, you're proud and God can't help you. Grace, that's where you're frustrating the grace of God. That's good. You can't help. He can't help you. That's you good. block them out. You, you frustrating the grace of God. We talked about this before. Is mm. you, you begin. You neutralize His grace mm. in your life. Can God do anything? He can do anything. And so he goes on. It says, "Humble yourself." Verse six. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you. In due time. See, he's going to complete this vision. The revelation that he gave you, he's showing you where you're going. But he's going to help you get there if you allow him to. Amen. Okay? Amen. Does that make sense? Amen. And then verse 7, we hear this verse thrown around. I cast all my cares on the Lord. I cast all my cares on the Lord because he cares for me. I cast all my cares on the Lord. And really you don't. <laughs> What you're doing, you're looking for something to make you comfortable in your situation for the time being of what won't last if you really don't die to yourself and come alive and allow him to live in you. So casting all your cares on him for he cares for you, he tells you to be sober and to be vigilant because your adversary, your adversary, the mm. devil, the devil, your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he can keep in pride. Or, it doesn't actually say that, but that's what it means. Walketh about to seeking whom he can devour you. Devour. Because he can devour you if you don't humble yourself. Amen. If you don't trust in the grace of God and God's ability to do these things. So, casting all your cares upon the Lord means that you've totally taken your hand off of it and you become faithful and trustful in God's ability, God's strength, and God's ability to 
and uh, uh, to deal with these things. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the intellect will keep us in, uh, within the, the bounds of where we have been and what we know. The heart will keep you within the bounds of who you are. Glory. According to God's word, according to his reality, Glory. according to his truth. He said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Then you shall know the reality and the re this reality shall make you free. Mm -hmm. What is the reality? That if you're in Christ Jesus, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus' righteousness has been accounted to you. And if you believe, you become limitless. Wow. Why? Because you're no longer working within yourself. You're working wow. according to the grace of God, which is his strength, his ability, and his capacity. Wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank Lord. you, Jesus. Wow. You see, in other words, the more you develop your sense of identity in Christ, the more you move the boundaries in your life. Limitless, limitless living can only be found by an identity that's capable of supporting it. Let me say it again. Limitless living can only be found by an identity that's capable of supporting it. One of the biggest problems is with us is we don't see ourselves the way God sees us. God only sees you healed. Amen. He only sees you whole. He only sees you blessed. Amen. 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 He only sees you victorious. Yes. He only yes. sees you yes. prospering yes. at everything you set your hands to. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. He only sees you useful for the kingdom. Thank you. Lord. He only sees you trustworthy to allow the glory of God to work in you and through you, mm -hmm. not just for you, but for others. Glory be to God. He calls you the light of the world. He calls you the salt of the earth. Mm -hmm. Glory Hallelujah. God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. My sharing in Jesus' inheritance is the only source. Your sharing in Jesus in the uh, your, your your sharing in the in Jesus' inheritance is the uh, only source of limited limit, limitless living. All that God has is ours in Christ Jesus. Do you identify with Christ Jesus or do you identify with your past? Do you identify with your five senses? Do you identify with your intellect? Who is your identity? Do you find your identity in Christ Jesus? Do you understand that when you were born, when you were born again, that He made you one with Him? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It is so important to understand that the shared experience of the cross and the resurrection—it is the gospel. It is the place where we experience. The exchanged 
life. He took our old life, buried it, and gave us his. This is the reality of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I hope this is blessing you this morning. Yes, yes, yes. I hope you'll go back and you'll study these yes. things out for yourself so that you'll see the light. Yes. I hope that this becomes your reality as well as mine and every believer's reality. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Another subtle mind, um, another subtle way the mind resists is when we think we can fix ourselves. You cannot fix yourself. Let me say it again. You can try to break habits. You can do so many different things and try to get better, but you're always going to come back to where you were. Without God's ability working in you, without God doing the work in you, the work won't get done. Mm. Remember, the scripture says, for by grace you are saved through faith, not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not yes, lest any man should boast. It is what God will, wants to do in you. He wants to do in you what you can't do in yourself. Glory. Amen. Amen. He wants to work in you, for you, and through you. Amen. Amen. We're not capable of fixing ourselves. Amen. Just not capable. In fact, any effort to fix myself is usually trying to mm. clean up the old man. Mm. Trying to clean up the old man. The old man has been buried with him in baptism. And the new man has risen with him and now has his life. Resurrection life. We talked about resurrection life. I'm not going to go deep into it today. But resurrection, anytime you hear this, resurrection life only came through one person. Jesus Christ. And this, this resurrection life, is we've been permanently raised from the dead. And we've mm -hmm. risen with him in the newness of life. And now we live through rivers of living water. Life should always be produced in us and through us. Mm. The world should always see the light of Christ on the inside of us. That is so true. We always have the victory. There's only one cure for the old man. And that's death. The old man has to die so the new man can live. I've been recreated in Christ Jesus, hallelujah. I've been crucified with Christ, hallelujah. Yet I live, not, not, not I, but Christ lives in me. And if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. The old man has passed away. He is dead. The old man is dead. All yes, things have passed away and all things have become new. I now have the new living way in Christ Jesus. I have his life, hallelujah. And I have mm -hmm. his nature. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. Oh, my Jesus. Any other approach is vain or it's an unscriptural uh, imagination. Paul's prescription, the Apostle Paul, is three basic steps. 
Let the old man stay dead. That means to put off. <laughs> Renew your mind and put on the new man and let the new man live. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. It don't get no better than that. It don't get no better than that. <laughs> in the parable of the, of the wheat and the tares in Matthew chapter 13, verses 24, you can study this uh, on your time, your own time, 24 through 30. The master would not let the servants pull up the tares that had been planted in the fields because they might unintentionally pull up the wheat. Mm -hmm. This is what happens to the person who self-prescribes, who, who, you know, and then attempts to fix themselves. They do more damage than good. You have to realize that the tares and the wheat look alike until harvest time comes and, and, and wow. until it's time to bear fruit. Mm -hmm. You understand that you cannot dig up all of your problems out of your own life without damaging yourself even more. Mm -hmm. You can't fix yourself. Nope. Most attempts of fixing ourselves is based on self-judgment. We begin to judge ourselves the same way we judge others. All right? We have the right and the obligation to observe what we do or what people do and to observe the fruit of our actions, but we're never allowed to judge others or ourselves, or even ourselves. Whatever's wrong with us, we know it's wrong. What do we do with it? We take it to the Father. We reconcile it to the Father because He's the one who fixes us. We cannot fix ourselves. If we could, we wouldn't need a Savior, would we? So true. But the intellectual mind, which got us into the problem, seeks to control the process by causing the problem, by causing the problem, diagnosing the symptoms, and offering our own cure. We should never do that. It's like allowing the same, you know what it's like? Alright. It's like it's like allowing the same politician who stole from us to write laws to protect us from corruption. What sense does that make? Mm -hmm. It never works. And it never works out like, at least it never works out like we think it's going to work. When we walk with God through any uh, healing process in our heart, we'll always be led to deal with the issues in the order that brings the most amount of healing. And the least amount of pain. And in the quickest amount of time. Mm -hmm. Because we're not dealing with our efforts we're allowing him to be God on the inside of us. Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. Hallelujah. That is awesome. Thank you, Jesus. The intellectual mind will fail you every time. It's always jumping on some fad or bouncing on some new movement or something new, you know, uh, uh, back to some religious practice that we tried in the past. In other words, you're trying to work this thing out, but not allowing the freedom that's in Christ Jesus. We're not allowing, we're not, we're not putting on the mind of Christ. We don't have our mind renewed to, to the mind and the things of Christ. But he wants us to, we wants us, he wants us to have his mind. He wants us to see the way that he sees. He wants us to be like God and call those things that be not as though they were. He wants to give us revelation in our heart. He wants us to witness it. And he wants us to step and march towards it as he enables us to allow these things to come to pass. Mm. You are 
precious in his sight. He didn't create you to be stagnant. He created you to be victorious. Amen. Amen. He didn't create you to be judgmental. He created you to be loved. Yes. To walk in love towards others. He created you to always see and understand that Jesus overcome, therefore you are an overcomer. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. He yes. tells us in, in, uh, in um, 1 John chapter 4, he says, For as he is, so are we in this world. He wants you to trust him and not trust in your own ability. He wants you, I, I, I always love to go back to that scripture. He says, learn of me. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. He wants you to learn and know of Jesus. I hope that in, during this time that we're, that we're going through this pandemic and every other trial that this nation is seeing right now is that you'll begin to see like God sees, that you'll begin to call those things that be not as though they were, that you won't be careless and reckless and thinking and walking around. You know, Brother Price, uh, one time he wrote a book called Faith, Foolishness, and Presumption. And he doesn't want you to be walking as, he wants you to walk in faith and not foolishly. And he doesn't want you to walk presumptuously. He wants you to understand that you can't change the world, but as he, in your own efforts, that, but he can get things accomplished through you and I mm -hmm. who will yield to him mm -hmm. and not do things under our own strength and our own power and not be, and not be fooled. Pay attention. And don't be prideful. Let's not be prideful. Amen. He doesn't want us to be prideful. Why? Because he loves us and he cares for us and he understands. He knows that without him we can do nothing. Mm. He really wants us to cast all of our cares on him because he cares for us. He wants us to begin to see others the way he sees them. So that we'll speak the same life that we should be speaking over ourselves. We'll speak over others. That's true. Well, thank you for being with us this morning. And we love you. God loves you. We thank you that you understand that you always have, we pray that you will always understand that you always have the victory. And when God says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper, it shall not prosper. Amen. But let's learn to see things the way he sees them. Amen. God bless you. Have an awesome Amen. and wonderful and a prosperous day and a prosperous week. Amen.